This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.ororapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guest is Mr. Andrew Darlow, who is the president of Images International. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Corey. Thanks so much for having me on. I love the show. I can't tell you how much I've learned from you and your guests, and I just feel smarter every time I listen. Oh, man. Thank you so much. It's an honor to, to have guests on who are also fans. I, we do appreciate that so much. So tell us about yourself. What is this business in the sustainable packaging world that you started? Well, I didn't realize at first that it was sustainable, but about 12 years ago, I had a, a problem. I had an exhibition at a really nice flower shop in New York City, very high-end flower shop. They do a lot of weddings and things like that, but I don't think they do a lot of exhibitions. So everything was fine when I went and I put my framed glass with glass photographs up onto the wall. And then at the end of the show, I wasn't the one who took it down. I live in New Jersey. So they decided they needed to take down the framed picture. So they did. And then when I got there, I was horrified because what happens with a lot of framed pictures is that on the back, there's hardware so that you have the wire that can hang onto the wall. So in some cases, they put the two backs right next to each other or the backs to the front, which is really the problem. If they're all back to back, it's okay if they're then put into a box or, or even put up against the wall. But when you put the back of a frame with that hardware and it goes against the front of a wood frame, a uh, disaster can ensue. So about, I'd say six out of 10 of my frame prints got damaged on the front. Oh, terrible. Yeah. So that pain <laughs> inspired me to contact someone who I had met on a, a group online, similar to a Facebook group. And his name is Mark Rogers. He has a company in Dallas, Texas. And I said, Mark, can you make me a custom bubble bag? He said, well, we use bubble and we do seam different types of plastic together using our hot sealer. So, well, I'll give it a try. So he did that. It wasn't really good quality bubble, but it worked. And I was so happy because I had custom bubble bags. And this then set off a bulb in my head. I said, why can't we find a really nice bubble material, take that and get nice seams on the ends, and then make them any size in quantities as few as one? Because that's what his business does. They do custom frames and mats and things like that. So after a lot of trial and error and a lot of samples from different companies, we came up with a really nice heavy-duty bubble that's laminated on both. We invested, he invested, I'm just the inventor. He invested <laughs> in a beautiful machine like that can do really nice seams. And that makes all the difference because we're talking about art. And then I came up with the idea, okay, why don't we offer it with a flap and then people can just add their own closure 
whatever that might be. Usually it's a piece of tape. Or why not also offer a Velcro closure so that people can close it and have a really secure closure? And then I thought, well, why not put one side of the Velcro on the top of the flap and then put the other side against it? That enables people to pull off the release liner and anything that they put into that bag, it could be, let's say the bag is 20 inches tall. Well, they could put some, something in there that's 12 inches tall or 14 or 16. And then they just pull off that release tab, they fold it over, and they have a nice secure fit inside the bag. Oh, that's excellent. And it's a high quality bubble material and reusable many, many times. Yes, that's the big deal. Yeah. I realized how many pieces of art I was seeing that basically were just bubble wrap wrapped around sometimes a few times and then right. tape was used to secure it. And well, that's great the first time. That's great when it, when it gets there. But then when that comes off the artwork and then you have to try to put it back on, it sometimes it's just impossible. And then it's just a shame that I would see bubble and tape, just mounds of it being thrown away. And I wanted to avoid that. That's excellent and very exciting. How many times do you think one of your gallery pouches can be used? It's, you know, as, as we know about the strength of plastics, it, I think it's pretty much infinite. I mean, you know, it's, it's like a plastic cup. If you were to compare it to, to that, it's, it's just a really strong, plastic. And so unless you're going to put it out in, in, in nature and bury it where it may, it may take a hundred years, this, these gallery pouch bags will stay in their pristine condition uh, for many years. And I've never heard even of someone throwing it away. I mean, I'm sure it happens <laughs> if, if it gets like really damaged or somehow run over by a car or something, but otherwise I have them from the first day that we use them and they still look exactly the same. That's wonderful. Most people like to uh, talk about how bubble wrap is fun because you can pop it. But this is what we call in the industry, and you, you mentioned before the show started, mm -hmm. a third web. Can you tell us about that? Yes. And this is a, a formula that we worked out with a company because after looking at a number of different types of bubble wrap, this particular formula worked out well for us. And it's essentially a mixture of a laminate and then the bubble. So what happens is, and the bubble itself essentially has a smooth piece of film on the other side, but this composite, which is all film, ends up creating a situation, at least for this from this company, where even if you try to pop it, it won't. It's just because of the construction, yet it's still very strong, which is nice. And it's also the size, like most people would consider the small bubbles, like 3 sixteenths of an inch. Yeah, And they're all different types of bubble sizes, but this one works really well because it doesn't take up that much extra space. If you were to like stack them in a car and there was a really interesting use case. I was just thinking about the car. One is because I saw someone actually come to a photo club show and he came in walking in with the gallery pouch bags on his many thousand dollar artworks. So I saw him just put them right into the car and stack them up. And there was another use case, which someone brought up to me and I didn't really realize that it could be really helpful, but 
someone I know lives in California and a lot of areas of California, unfortunately are fire prone. So, Mm -hmm. so he said, well, when we have a scare, I, as long as we have enough time, we like to get our our art off the walls and into the car. And he said, your solution would allow us to do that. And I recommend, you know, you label them. There's actually a label that comes with each one, but you can easily find a way to label them, maybe one through whatever. And as an example, I've done this for my shows. I've been able to take down a a giant show, 12 to 15 pieces in five to 10 minutes. So imagine if you have to get out of your house quickly, you can just match the artwork on your walls to a gallery pouch. So I really like that idea. Well, that is brilliant. I love it. it. So it sounds like the art community is really embracing this concept. Yes, yes. Many thousands of them have been sold. And the comments when I read them, I mean, I almost, I have shed a tear, I have to say, because <laughs> when you when you can make an impact on other people based on a problem that you've solved for yourself, it's it's very gratifying. And I I salute you because you bring people on all the time who are doing just that. Can, can I highlight like three of my favorite shows? Because you are amazing. <laughs> sure. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, of course. I'd love to yeah, tell the listeners about other, other episodes. Sure. Right. In case this is the first one you're listening to, here are some yeah. more. So the first one I have to give props to is Trex, who has yeah. redirected over a billion, as you say, with a B, pounds of flexible packaging to make composite decking. And I just talked to my dad a few weeks ago. He said, oh, yeah, our wood deck which we replaced five years ago, we replaced it with a Trex deck. And after five years, he's extremely happy with it. And I noticed they have a 25 year guarantee, which is fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah. So that's the first. And then J and J green paper, this one blew me away. So the gentleman there, and this is one person's idea, I believe based on the story, he's helping replace petroleum based moisture proof paper coatings, like the ones often found in coffee cups and I guess packaging and things like that. What's nice about it, it's organic, it's recyclable, it's compostable, even in the backyard. Yes. And, and he mentioned, this is the big one. He's working with the world's largest restaurant on something big, which I think is probably going to be announced sometime in the next month or two. Exciting, right? I was, That's, I was so excited to release that episode. Because it combines this one person's idea with the will, in his case, he he got a patent, maybe multiple patents, but you don't always have to go that way, but he's making it happen. And I think his his chief counsel there called him a classic market disruptor. I love those, <laughs> those three words. Yes. And the third one is cruise foam. Now, if you haven't seen their videos on LinkedIn, it's just amazing. So they have environmentally safe packing foam and related items like food trays made from chitin, which I think you'd probably know more about that. But I was amazed at how they salute their engineers and the people in their company in the videos on LinkedIn. And the gentleman's interview with you is just so mind-blowing what, the, what they are planning to do. It's amazing. Oh, I agree. John Feltz is the CEO and co-founder and they just brought on Ashton Kutcher mm-hmm. and, and Leonardo DiCaprio as advisors and investors, which is incredible. Those two are global leaders in sustainable you know, movements of all kinds. But to see them in the packaging space made me really excited. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see everything that comes out of there. So 
You're doing great work. I feel a bit like this transition that happened from film photography to digital photography, maybe 20 years ago or so. Yeah. And I, I lived through that. And I know you lived through that. And But back then, no one was really talking about how much film and materials we were going to save. It was really all about the benefits to the consumer, which in many ways is great. You're helping the earth and benefiting the consumer in so many ways. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And we're, we're seeing digital uh, printing really take on uh, a new life here in, in packaging, where instead of lithographic or rotogravure, you can 50 sheets or you know 500 sheets of something instead of having to set up all of the different machinery and all of the equipment just for a short run. So it's not only is it saving the environment, but it's saving money. Absolutely. And I come from a printing family. My grandfather started a printing company many years ago, and then his sons and other family members ran the company for many years. And I worked there and I helped build a digital photography studio. But also while I was there, they installed both one of the first digital inkjet printers, proofers, actually, oh, wow. <laughs> called the, uh, the Iris. And they also put in, at least in the New York City area, one of the first indigo presses, which now has just exploded to an unbelievable business. Yeah, yeah HP Indigo. Well, HP bought Indigo is my understanding. Mm -hmm. yes. And I, I interviewed, not on a podcast yet, but we're talking about it, someone from the HP Indigo team, one of their sustainability managers, and they're making major impacts on sustainability in printing and packaging and all different kinds of printing. It's really cool. Yes. Yes. I believe either Avilio or Adam Peak had a gentleman on and they do digital printing using the the HP Indigo. So it's yep. so exciting in so many ways. And I just can't wait to see, you know, how things uh, progress. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. I want to get back and, and finish the conversation about your product, which sure. is very exciting. Is it just for flat pictures or can it be used for other things like, like framed arts and things like that? Well, it's mainly, I think for framed art is really what I think is Number one, number two is between canvas prints. If you've ever had a gallery wrapped canvas, it's just a canvas yeah. on stretcher bars, mm -hmm. classic. It's absolutely perfect for that. And that's one of the ways that I use it. But frame prints, it's really ideal. Obviously, you, you'll need to maybe have another level of protection at some point if you're going to, to be moving it and it has glass. But like anything else, it's that perfect first level of protection yep. that keeps it clean and keeps it well protected to start. So those are just two. People are using them for all different types of things. I personally love to use them for my tripods because if you've ever bought a tripod, usually the bag that comes with it can usually go, it comes out of the bag and you just try to get it back in. It's, <laughs> it's like some type of mind game. So so I love it for that. And then it becomes waterproof as well. And I use them for all different types of things to keep my batteries for my cameras. And there are people who use them for mannequin parts. Oh, wow. And I do, at least before the pandemic, I was doing a lot of in-person workshops and I have this large 40-inch TV. So I had a really big gallery pouch and I put it in the bottom and then I fold it over. So the screen has like three 
layers of bubble. And then I just put it right back into the, the box. And then I recycle the, the foam that came with that box. Cause you know, it's just, you don't want to start trying to deal with this foam over and over. It's perfect. It just goes right yeah. in. And then I, I can bring that, that the display anywhere. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Reuse is, is in my opinion, one of the largest pies of the future of sustainable packaging. It's, it's exciting what's going to happen. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's fun to fun to have people like you on the show who are participating in that. Well, thank you. Thank you. There's so many things out there. And I had sent you just before our talk, just a couple of things because plastics have been sort of now just in the last six months since I've been listening to your show and others, I realized that at least in my neighborhood, they won't take anything but number one and number two plastic. So I didn't know that. And most of my neighbors probably don't know that the, the yogurt aisle is, is not right. one and two plastics. Usually it's number five and six. So yeah. I, I'm really working hard. And thanks to you and others, I've learned about this company, even though you haven't had them on, but it's called preciousplastic.com. And it's sort of like a, an organization and in there, people can post whether they accept recycled plastic. So I found someone not too far from me. I sent an email and I hope that he will take my number five plastics because it's piling up. And I, I can't imagine how much opportunity there is for, for number five and number six plastics to be recycled, but it's just not. Yeah, it's it's certainly a challenge. And there are some good companies come into fruition like Recyclops and Ridwell that will take those actually that come to your house and take them. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to have enough, you know, find 99 of your closest friends and join up in the neighborhood and they'll come collect all of your recycling at once, which is really cool. But things you're right. Things like clamshells and uh, polypropylene, polystyrene is it's, it's a challenge to recycle in many, many areas. I would say in most areas. So, you know, what you're doing with a reuse is really cool. Well, thank well you. Thank you. And one of the other things I, it's going back to that single person, because a lot of what I've been doing over the last few years is learning how to come up with ideas and then protect them just with, it's called the provisional patent applications, inexpensive, and then bringing them to companies who may want to license them. And that's what I did with the company Frame Destination. And this gentleman who I also sent to you called uh, Trash Panda Disc Golf. This is an example of a small guy who's doing similar to what J&J &J Green Paper is doing, but on a very small scale. And he also came through Precious Plastic. And the reason why this is so important to me is because I think people who are individuals don't always realize that if they have an idea, like the gentleman from Trash Panda Disc Golf, he is making thousands of frisbees or flying discs in his garage. And he's the perfect example for a single person who has an idea and he's making a business out of it. So that's why this is so exciting to me. And that's why I want to get the message out. Also, you can just be one person with a small idea and really do great things for yourself and for the environment. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. Well said. Well, thank you. Yeah. We all need to contribute. We all need to do our part. And, and vote with your dollars. You can buy things off the shelf that are packaged sustainably uh, or in bulk or without packaging. And that that's often has a huge impact on the sustainable packaging world, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do people get a hold of you, Andrew, if they want to buy some of these things? 
I think the best way is just to go to gallerypouch.com. That's like a blog and it gives overall information. And that will then take you to framedestination.com, which is the company who make them. And they make them up to about 55 inches by 150 inches. Big, That's what huh? set, sets them apart. <laughs> and also, like I was at a show and they... Someone had sold, I think for twelve or fourteen thousand dollars, this this retro black and white panorama that was like seven feet long. And they really had no way of protecting it. Luckily, I had some extra gallery pouch bags. So that's when it really becomes valuable. When you have these odd size artworks and you just want to put it right into something quickly. And so that's that. And oh, I had mentioned to you, I don't know if it's okay to give a little PSA, something that oh, sure. I would love to talk about because this is a simple thing that anyone can do. And again, I'm not advocating people do some of the things I'm doing. Like if I see a box in the middle of the road, if I can, and it's safe, I will pull over and I will take that box and recycle it. But there's more, like I've seen all kinds of crazy things in the road. Like one day I was driving on a giant highway uh, in New Jersey, like six to eight lanes across. And there was a ladder, a metal ladder right in the middle of all those lanes of traffic. So in that case, I just called uh, 911 because I didn't know what else. I mean, my friend was with me, so it was safe to do. But I feel like if you see something that's dangerous and as long as it's safe, you can either make a call either to the local police, if you know the local police station number in that town, or if you need to dial 911, they'll be very appreciative because you could save someone's life and not even know you know how impactful it was that you just called about something that was in the roadway yeah absolutely excellent point not only is recycling good for the planet it's also a safety issue and helpful to others so well done sir and thank you landsberg aurora for sponsoring the podcast if you're listening please take a minute to give us a review and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the next episode thank you all this episode is sponsored by Specrite the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve, The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging, innovation, and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.